You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams. Thanks for tuning in to Liam Ryan, the Dealmaker, and in today's podcast, I am with the one and only Mr. Christopher Davis, and we are talking about his first ever joint venture partner. Cool. Chris, man, pleasure. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on, on, on the channel. So um, you've just secured your first joint venture partner. Yeah. And I know it's been a few months in the making, but before we talk about how you found the joint venture partner and what that deal looks like, um, could you just take us back to you know where you was at a few months ago before you met me, before you met Jay, and became you know one of our amazing graduates? What did life look like? What were you doing? Uh, it'd be great to hear. Yeah, so I was working in property okay. um, as a time served carpenter. I've been in carpentry now for eighteen years, and for me, I just thought that yeah, I can earn a living. I bought a house off the back of it, but I needed to do upscale. And I needed to push myself, so I thought getting into real estate, I think, would be the next step for me. Okay, great. So you were working what lot, lot of hours? Yeah. Um, obviously successful in what you were doing, but but why why did you want to do that change? What was going on for you? Um, what what made you have that desire to look to change your life, change your circumstances? So, been a carpenter for eighteen years. I've been increasing people's uh, values and people's properties. And I thought it's time for me now to buy properties, increase the value for myself, instead of adding value to theirs, put the tools down and go all in on mine. Okay, great. So the, the ultimate goal was to put the tools down, become your own professional property investor, and rather than making other people rich or doing their deals, you wanted to now do deals for yourself. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Great. So how, how did you come across me and Assets for Life? Can you, can you remember how you found us? Yeah, so I was just flicking through Facebook, really, um, and I seen loads of people, loads of educations, and I thought, just swipe past, swipe past. Jamie York came up um, representing Assets for Life, and I thought, do you know what, I'll give her a go. Uh, if it doesn't work, I'll fit a kitchen for somebody, I'll get my money back. Um, so I clicked the link, and they sent me to you. I thought, where's this guy gone? I thought he was Assets for Life. And then I realised who Assets for Life was, it was you. Yeah. So then I signed up for your um, Accelerator course, which I absolutely loved. That's the online platform, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember you went through that like super quick. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, I'm an action taker, so I, I need to get things done. Um, and I, you said in, in the course, before you go on to the next step, make sure you do this. And the one of them was set up a limited company. I thought, oh God, limited company. So I set the limited company up. And then we went on to the next phase and you said, Make sure now you don't go any further until you set up a business bank account. So I got on the phone to Barclays. It took about four weeks. I didn't go back on that course until I had the bank account. Great, great. And then I carried on. Great. So you, you got the online training So and well, well done because you, know, you went through the steps, you went through the actions, you then actually came and met me personally on the three-day property millionaire boot camp, which is our certified advanced training course with me, Jay, the rest of the team. And I remember when you was there, you'd pretty much done a lot of the, the steps already. 
like you'd had your brochure done or your business cards, your company was set up, you knew exactly what you was gonna do. So you came to the three days, we then started to mentor you personally. Um, what, what strategy did you decide that you wanted to do? See, I found it all exciting. Um, being a carpenter, flips was just a second nature for me. Just to buy a house, like the dirtiest, smelliest house in the street, do it up, sell it. That would be the easiest for me. Um, but I didn't know there were so many strategies in mm. property. I thought it was a case of everybody thinks it, flips or buy to let. But there's not, there's always seven others. Um, so I, I literally didn't know. And I remember you saying, you need to pick an 80-20. And I was like, well, what's an 80-20? And I thought, okay, then, well, definitely flips. And then I thought, mm, deal packaging, maybe. So I'll package my own deals. And then, yeah, I, I liked the start, like deal packaging. Great, good stuff. So you, you started to go out there and look for deals. And we had a couple of one-to-one -one sessions and probably over about eight or nine weeks, this was before Christmas last year, what one of the blocks that you had was um, investors and how are you going to find investors and what to say to investors. Can you, can you talk us through what was going on for you like emotionally and oh. psychologically at this block? Because you had some money, your own money, and I know that got utilised. Either they think raising money is a scam or they think they can't raise the money or people think there's not enough money out there. What was going through your mind when we were having these chats about raising money? Um, the thing is for me, I've never liked asking people for money. Friends of mine who know me, they'll say like, if anybody needs a 10 or 20 quid, then TC will give it to you. Uh, I've never asked for 20 quid. Um, so asking for money was a bit of a big block for me. Um, I had a stereotypical type of investor in my head with like um, a Wall Street guy walking down the street with a briefcase, <laughs> he's worth a million, why is he going to want to give me money if I ask for money? But I didn't realise that an investor could be me, it could be you, it could be my next door neighbour. You know, mm. you, unless you tell people what you do, and everybody says that, you know, always tell people what you do, but it's literally true. You need to communicate and tell everybody what you do. People then get excited about what you do. As soon as you do something right once, then everybody wants a piece of the pie. Yeah, great. I, I love what you said there about being a, you had a stereotype of an investor. Yeah. You know, millionaire, in a suit, someone extremely professional. And, and you're right, a lot of people think, why are they going to give me money? But like you mentioned, investors are absolutely everywhere. We don't know who our first or next investor is going to be, but you've got to put yourself out there. So, so was there a, a mindset change? What, what changed? What did you do different? So you then started to generate leads with potential investors. What, what process did you go through? Was there a certain point? Was there a meeting with someone? What, what, what was it that changed that mindset? Confidence. Um, the more I got educated, the more confident I, be I became, the more confident I became, I should say. Um, I literally set up the development company, like we said, in, um, in the boot, before the boot camp, um, and then went on the deal packaging boot camp, and then set up a limited company for deal packaging. And after setting up these companies and such, within, within a year, both of them, I gained this confidence, I knew what I wanted to do, I knew what, how to do it, so I was just telling people. Um, and the more I told the story, the more confident I got. And it would give me, 
I could speak to anybody about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just practice, isn't it? You yeah. know, get in front of people, get the coffees in. You know, the way you would have spoke to your first potential lead, I'm sure if you went back and was to speak to them again today, you'd be a hundred times better. Would, would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, 100%. Um, I remember in the boot camp, you said you always need to practice. Um, and there's one thing I didn't do, and you didn't know that, is you said on the accelerator course that you need to speak to yourself in the mirror five times a day, get your pitch. So when you, when you go into people and meet the investors, you're confident. But the problem is I didn't do that because I thought to myself, I can see me in the mirror. I can't see the millionaire with the briefcase. <laughs> so I thought the only way to do it is to jump straight in um, and prepared to be prepared to fail and be prepared to look stupid. Because if you fail, then you can only improve. Yeah, great. So great. that's why. Great. Yeah, well, well done. You just took the action. And yeah. the, the reality is there's a lot of money out there. Um, people have got cash. People want to do something with that cash. And it's about building a, a solid relationship with yourself where they know you, like you, trust you. And all you can do with each investor is sit down and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. Does it meet your goals, yes or no? And some people will say yes and some people will say no. So then you started to go down a deal packaging route. And what's the name of the company that you've created for your deal packaging business? So the, obviously the brand is Hal. So I wanted to call it Hal Property Agents. So Hull Property Agents, great. Yeah. And, and as a deal sourcing company, what do you provide and offer out to your investors? So I got three strategies that I use. Well, the two strategies I use for my development company is BRR, then buy, refurbish, refinance, and flips. Um, so what I decided to do is to take them strategies into deal packaging and deal package the buy, refurbish, refinance, and flips. Um, also, that what Jamie York taught us on the boot camp about uh, buy to lets, because he called it the vanilla strategy, mm -hmm. because it's, it's not hard. It's all about the numbers. And if you can do a BRR deal, then buy to let then would be a lot easier. Great, yeah. So buy, refurbish, refinance, pull out the investor's initial deposit or as much as possible, yeah. recycle the cash. They're then going to buy another deal from you. Maybe that turns into more of a joint venture type relationship. So you set up your packaging business. You then started to generate some leads. And recently, you've just secured your first joint venture partner. Now, they were initially going to be a deal packaging client. Yeah. But they're, now it looks like they're going to be a joint venture client. But just so we can give our audience lots of content and some tips, how did you find that person? Oh, believe it or not, I was um, in a network, networking event, and I was talking to somebody else. I was talking to somebody else. I was wearing my jumper, the branded jumper, which is brand new, by the way. <laughs> really good. Um, and yeah, I was talking to somebody else and they were just looking at the brand and they was like paying interest in what they were, taking interest in what I was saying. So then I turned around and said, hello, was polite, asked them their strategy and what they was doing. Um, and they said that um, they was going to buy a flat yeah, in London uh, for like 250000 I was like, 250,000, you can probably buy two houses in Wales for that. So I think that stuck in their mind. Um, and before we left, we exchanged numbers. And I said, you know, we'll drop, we'll drop each other a text to see if I could source them, if they would be interested. And um, we arranged a meet. Great. 
Great. Was that a face-to-face meet or was that a Zoom? Yeah, face-to-face. So face-to-face meeting. And are they based in London or are they based in yeah, Wales? Yeah, so they're based or? in London. I'm right. in Wales. So London investors now wanting to invest in Wales. Yeah. I think they can get two or three times the properties for their money that they get in London. Um, so we met halfway in Reading. Great. Good. So just nice, relaxed meeting. And, and at the end of that meeting, did you shake hands? At the end of the meeting, um, they asked my bank details. <laughs> they transferred me the money straight away. But wow. the thing is, it's got to be professional. Yeah, you good. Know, you've got to, I've created a contract. I've created a proposal for the investor. But at the end of the, at the, end of the, propos- the proposal, there is a um, declaration agreement. So if they're happy with it, and I've got a criteria box they tick for my property they're looking for, the area, the strategy. So we're singing off the same hymn sheet. Um, and yeah, so everything's signed, it's all legit, it's, le- it's legal, and then I'll take the money. Yeah, then you'll take the money, yeah. Yep. But actually since then, so they were your first investor, well done. Yep. It, you were gonna be charging a fee to source for them, project manage for them, and then maybe either yes or no, you, you can manage that property, or they'll just put it with a letting agent. Were you gonna manage that as well, or that, would that go to a letting agent? No, because I've, I've got a power team. Um, and in my power team that I have letting agents already, uh, that's going to work for me in my own portfolio. So they would they would do this. Um, I got solicitors, so they could use my solicitors too. Um, and I would basically source a property for them, offer them a project management fee uh, um, because of the experience I got in refurb to save them coming all the way from London to just keep looking at the property all the time. Um, so yeah, they would use, they would use my letting agent. Great, good. So it's a, it, so what you're offering them is a full personalised turnkey solution from start to finish. Yeah. And then every step of the way, obviously for your expertise and for your time, you're charging a fee yeah. for the sourcing, for the project management, and then of course for the management. But it's completely hands off for them. But but actually that's developed now, isn't it? So it's now looking like that's going to be more of a joint venture. So just talk us through that process and how that was, how that's come about. Yeah, see, because what I always find out with the investors is their total cash employ. So I know then what market I can search, where I can search for properties. And I find in Wales at the minute that the properties, as soon as they hit right move, within a week or two, they're gone. Right. Um, I rang up about three agents in the one day for the client and the properties were gone. Yeah, they are going quick. It's properties it's definitely a seller's market right now and a lot of properties are going above asking price or they're going super quick now that doesn't mean there's not great deals out there there's hundreds of thousands of great deals but you've just got to either get in there quicker have a different relationship with the agent be a little bit more patient Um, so based on that then yeah you were just saying how that's now developed yeah so um being a property investor, you can go and do two things in a market like this. You can sit on the fence and wait for the right property to come to you or wait for the market to drop, or you need to think outside the box. And for me, I want to think outside the box because I don't want to, I want to show how good I am as an investor in times where I had to buy because the first time buyers are beating everybody. Um, I want to show how good I am to think outside the box and f- try and find another opportunity. So with the cash employee that she had, um, I couldn't search to the higher market um, where there was plenty of opportunity. So I said to them was, if you would like um, to search for the higher market, I could employ cash to join you on this journey. Mm. We'll do a joint venture instead of a client. I I won't have a sourcing fee. 
I could, I will have a project management fee, um, but that will be low because it's my profit too. So then what we'll do is then we'll go in there with the same strategy and then we'll split, if we flip, we'll split the profit 50-50. And if we keep, then we'll build a buy-to-let portfolio yeah. and then we'll split the rent. Great, I, I love the fact that you're just thinking outside the box to try and find an even better solution. Yeah. You know, buy, refurbish, refinance, you're then gonna own 50% of the asset. The investor gets, you know, most of, if not all of their money back out to then do a second and third deal. And, and then you're also building, you know, a legacy for your futures as well. So, you know, well done on that. I'm, I'm really excited about seeing you grow this year. I know you've got other, uh, would you say now, because before you said like raising money, is, I can't do it. It's going to be impossible. There was these big blocks and barriers. What's your mindset now when it comes to investors? Um, well... I'm not sure if you can remember, um, at the beginning, I said to you it would be easier to find the deal than find the money. Um, and you was always, nah, it's easier to find the money <laughs> than find the deal. Now it's the other way around, I think. Yeah, great. Just by communicating and telling people what you do, people will throw money at you. And then you're in the rat race to find the deal. So you need to try not to find the deal, but find the opportunity. Yeah. And the yeah. opportunity will be out there. You've Fantastic. just got to look for it. Fantastic. So you're super pumped and positive for the next 12, 24 months ahead of you? Yep, definitely. Yeah, great, great. Well, obviously, it's been great doing this. You know, we'll come back and revisit this and do another episode in probably 6, 12, 18 months. And I know for sure you would have grown into an absolute machine, uh, what we call an AFL warrior, for sure. So um, just to end this, and thanks for coming in, um, let's just do a quick fire round. So I'm just going to ask you some quick questions yeah. and then just give me, um, you know, uh, one, two sentence answers. So what's been your biggest challenge in property and how were you over, able to overcome it? I used to overthink a lot. Okay. I used to overthink a lot. Um, I used to try and think, well, I can't find the money, so I'm not going to find the deal. Um, I couldn't wait for investors, so I decided to use my own capital, um, which I was limited on what I could buy. Okay, great. And, and how have you now overcome that? By being more confident, telling people what I do, and if you don't know who's listening. Um, and then when you find out that someone's listening, and they message you and they want to work with you, um, you know, it's, it, it grows, it makes you grow more. Great, good. Um, up until now, what would you say, since being on this journey together, would be your biggest moment in property? You know, that moment you go, oh my goodness, you know, that was just, you're just really happy with that moment or you felt really good about yourself. What would be that moment? Probably the, probably the joint venture finance, I think. Great, great. Yeah, I didn't realise that uh, I could literally get my investment and my education back by word investor. Like, Great. Twice over, maybe three times. And, and what keeps you motivated? To succeed. To succeed. To be obsessed with succession. Succession, yeah. Obsessed with success. Yeah. Amazing. And and what's been your experience with me, Jay, Assets for Life? How have we helped you, you know, on your journey since, you know, watching my video, then coming to the boot camp, and now one of my personal inner circle members? Um, well, you're honest. I mean, if, if you're slacking, you give you give us a kick up the butt, like, um, and. Times have been where I have slacked um, because my head's been in different different places, um, trying to do too many things. Maybe uh, instead of narrowing back down onto the eighty twenty, instead of having a, a twenty thirty forty all spread out, I've gone back to the eighty twenty, and um, yeah, I've grown in confidence. Great, good, and you know you're a massive inspiration, and anyone tuning into this for sure is going to feel inspired. I feel inspired, you know, doing this with you today. 
So if there were say two or three tips that you'd like to share with the audience, uh, what would those tips be? Well, there's a famous saying that you say, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, and I'm just a, a local boy from Newport, South Wales, from a council estate um, that's just got to back myself, got the education. So if I can do it, then you can do it. Wow, amazing. And where can people find you, Chris? So where can they hook you up? What's your website you want to give out? Where can they hook you up on, say, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, just let them know. Yeah, so I have a Facebook account. It's just my, my name, Christopher B. Da Christopher B. Davis. Um, I also have an Instagram account, which is under Christopher Davis Hal. Um, and I have a website you can visit for Hal Property Development, which is www.halpropertydevelopment.co.uk. And I also have a brand new product, which I believe to be the first, in, if it's kind, in the market due, due to my research. And you can find that at www.howthepip.com. Awesome. Yeah, that's an amazing product. It's a, a property viewing checklist that people can use when they go out on property viewings. So, you know what, Chris, man, what an awesome interview. Thank you so much for being here today. Super excited about continuing to work with you throughout the course of this year. And we'll do a follow up in probably 6, 12, 18 months. Thank you, mate. Awesome. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. You're listening to The Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams.